Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darchecha. We're on page Shin Lamed Dalid. We're in the middle of the discussion of Nefesh Ruach and Neshama. And we're on now subsection Zion on the left-hand side of the page. And the Tzadik continues and he says that the Nefesh, back to the lower level now, is the life force, the life of the person, it's the fundam- spiritual foundation that he has. And it's with the power of the animalistic soul, there is in the body of the human being life, which is able to act. And with the power of that nefesh, he feels all the feelings, the sensory feelings that a person has with his body. That's every human being. Every human being, that's that animalistic life force that exists and that your body's able to function. But in contrast, or in addition, to a non-Jewish nefesh, the Jewish nefesh is spiritual and elevated and has the power to feel divinely spiritual concepts. And the main power of the Jewish soul is the power of emuna, faith, to know that there is a creator and he is running everything. That is, we'll call that our, just like an animal has a basic instinct. A human being has a basic instinct. The basic instinct is to stay away from trouble, survival. We do everything to survive. So a Jew, a Jewish nefesh, has a basic instinct to believe in Hashem. And therefore, if a basic, just on the nefesh level, to believe in Hashem, so you have a feeling of that you accept the yoke of heaven. And every Jew, by his nature, has an inner desire to do deeds according to the will of Hashem with a fundamental emuna of the existence of Hashem. So a Jew, by their nature, the lowest level of a Jew, the nefesh, knows that there's a God that I believe in and I want to do everything physically that the Almighty wants me to do. Now, obviously, a lot of it depends on the level of the person because the more a Jew merits and refines himself, so his soul will accept more of the yoke of heaven with a greater desire and an inner recognition of the truth of Hashem and not just out of being forced to. And those who do it because they feel forced. There's others who just want to do it because it's it's a good thing. Now, that's on one aspect. But the opposite is also, God forbid, true. A person sins. A sin contaminates, dulls, and conceals. And therefore, a person will not succeed in feeling amuna. So therefore, what really determines how much does a Jewish soul able to succeed in feeling Hashem is the level of purification that he achieves. The more that a person elevates himself and sanctifies himself, so too it will illuminate in his soul the divine light with a greater revelation and the soul feels more emunah. That's the level of nefesh. So it depends a lot on your behavior. You do a lot of averos, it's all covered up. That's it. You don't believe in Hashem, then it's gone. 
Your actions will determine most of how your nefesh will respond to this. And so it is with the next level of ruach. Depending on the person's purification on that level, he will merit ruach and he'll have a stronger ruach. He'll feel the the reality of Hashem with greater clarity. His feelings will be stronger. He will have love, fear, and vacus of Hashem with a stronger clarity, with an inner core feeling. And he will now have a cheshek, a yearning, to engage in words of Torah with greater strength. And so it is with the neshama. So all these three, there's it depends on you and depends on your level. And therefore, as we said yesterday in the footnote, but now he puts it into the main body of the Sefer on page Shin Lamed Hay, subcategory Ches, he says, and in practice, the main levels of a person will depend upon his levels of nefesh, ruach, and neshama that he has. And our deeper service is to achieve higher levels of nefesh, ruach, and neshama, because the higher the level is, the more he lives with greater amuna and cleaving to Hashem and with a clearer, true understanding. So if you want to achieve perfection of nefesh, ruach, and neshama, when you do that array, that's a big, big level. But everyone has to get at least a little bit of every level according to his talent. And he said in the bra- he's saying in the brackets now that we've already mentioned that you don't have to finish one level before you get to the next level. We gave the analogy of building a three-story house. So he explains that all again. So depending on how much you've acquired on the nefesh level, you can now receive on the ruach level and then on the neshama level, even though you have not perfected it. Okay, that's something I don't have to repeat again, but he says, you see on Shabbos, same thing. You get certain levels of nefesh, ruach, and neshama yisera at certain times, and then on Shabbos it repeats again and again and again. You get a certain increase at night, certain increase in the morning, certain increase in the afternoon, on all three levels. It's not just nefesh at night, ruach in the day, neshama at shalashudas. But in every at, at night, you get a little more of nefesh, ruach, neshama. In the daytime, a little more of it, all three. And by shalashudas, a little more of all three. So that's a proof that you, you get a little more on every level at different times of the Shabbos. In terms of action, kabbalas, all accepting the yoke, love and fear, and dveikus, and finally nullifying oneself before Hashem. That's all, it, can, it's, it adds, based on what the lowest level is, you can build on that. So if you're putting the, 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 the two by fours to be on the walls of the house, you can put it on the bottom level, middle and top. Work on all that. Then we can work on the plumbing, bottom level, middle and top. You don't have to get the entire one level for that. Okay, Tess, he begins to discuss Darche Ho'avoda, the ways of Avoda. And he says, besides the fact that we accept what we receive on Shabbos, we work on this all the time to strengthen the Nefesh, Ruch, and Neshama. Each one has its own Avoda that you can increase each one. And obviously, when a person feels he needs Chizuk in one area, he should act to strengthen. For example, if a person's feeling his amuna is weak, 
getting a little weaker. Or he's, his acceptance of the yoke is getting weak. I'm not in the mood to do everything Hashem says. You feel a weakness, so what do you got to do? You have to, what, what strengthens nefesh, which is to engage in prayer, saying to heal him, and speaking to Hashem. And also to push yourselves to do mitzvahs, even if you don't want to do it. So that's what you have to keep working on, on these, it's, it's, it's fairly simple to explain, harder to do. But nefesh is just, I believe there's Hashem, he wants me to do this, and I'm going to do what he wants. That's it. You don't have to have any feelings in the world of nefesh. You want to have feelings, you have to go up to the level of ruach. You got to deal with that level of ruach. You want to have an intellectually deep understanding of reality, and you have to work on that from the level of neshama, as we've discussed. The rest of this section I'm going to skip. You see the brackets there? It talks about Kabbalistic names to think about, and I'm going to skip that. Yud is a very important uh, section. It says, how can we save that which we've already achieved? In other words, we can achieve certain levels. Nefesh, Ruch, and Neshama. But then there's certain behaviors that will cause me to lose what I have achieved. You know, you could you could build a house, you could put all the wood up, and then somebody could steal it. You know, that's why they have to put gates around construction zones. Why? Because you put some expensive stuff up there, people will steal it. So therefore, you got to be careful that the Yates are hard doesn't steal it from you. So therefore, these are the things. He's going to mention three things. You have to be very careful. And the first one gets the most ink. And what do you think the first one is? What's the most detrimental thing for your levels? Chaos. Anger. As it says in Eov, Toref Nafsho Beapo, the Nefesh is ripped apart in his anger. Simple meaning is, Prisgat saying he can kill somebody, but who you're killing is yourself, your own Nefesh. Anger can cause you to lose your aspects that you've received, and you lose the good Neshama you have, and you can get exchanged for a, a used one, a bad one. And depending on the level of anger, that's how much you lose. A little bit of anger, you, you, you lose a little bit. A lot of anger, you could lose it all. But of course, there's always tshuva. At the end of the day, it can all come back, so don't give up hope. But you have to be careful as much as possible that if you fall and you have to do tshuva, and you have to be very strong in this area. You know, you could be working for weeks and weeks, blow your top, and it's gone. That's what the they say, the words of the Navi, that the words of Torah are as precious as glass. But it also can be destroyed so easily. But be very careful. And therefore, what are some advice to not lose it? That's so important. You know, you lose it and then it's gone. He says, when a person begins to feel that the anger is starting to get aroused, he's starting to feel, and there's usually a physical signs, or if you're in touch with you, you could tell this person is getting on my nerves, but you're still not angry. You have to remember the first rule, don't do and don't say anything. Be silent. 
until you you feel that you've your anger has subsided. Because once you speak, that causes that's like oil on the fire. You got a little simmering fire hasn't gone out of control. You're going to start talking as fanning a flame, just like you use a fan to fan a flame. When you talk, there's wind coming out of your mouth. It's fanning the flame of Machlokas. So keep your mouth shut tight and don't do or say anything. And now that you've not responded, then you have to think for a minute and say, you know, my friend really hasn't done anything. He's just a shaliach from Hashem. So who am I going to get angry at? And it's very good at the time when you begin to enter that world of anger, immediately start thinking about fear of Hashem. And you should, if you want to be mystical, think of the name Hashem, yud Hey vav Hey. With the shva, the two dots under each one of the four letters, which is the sphere of gvura, whatever, and uh, you don't want to damage. And the da- and the damaging part of gvura is anger. Gvura is a good thing. What is gvura? Self control. You want to be strong. The strongest person in the world has self control. Watch me. I got an anger that's so big that could destroy. I'm going to take that anger and throttle it and if you think of yud hey vav hey with the two dots underneath they go yud or he or v and he. you know i don't want to say it but you think it think it you're converting think it in your mind that that gvura i don't want to lose it i want to keep my right gvura. i don't want to lose it by blemishing it by turning it into anger Okay, now that is all while you're holding it in. What am I supposed to do when I'm holding it in? Now, here's the point if you're angry at the person and you're quiet, but you're thinking about what the person did, it's just making it bigger and bigger, and you got to work harder and harder to hold it. It's it's like the, the, the dike, the no, hole in the dike, you're trying to hold, but the pressure's hard. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to think. I hate his guts. How could he do such a thing? How could he disrespect me? How could he? So you're building it in. It's it's going to become harder to hold it in because the more time passes, if you're thinking about it, it gets stronger. So I was able to hold it in for five minutes and I exploded. Well, why did it get any bigger? Because I was thinking. You didn't let me let it out when it was earlier. No, you got to start thinking of other things. I say, this guy, Hashem, is the one who's doing it. That's it. It's all Hashem. Now, that person, I'm not saying he's not responsible, but Hashem said to do that to me, number one. Now, number two, he says, now, if you're thinking about that, you don't, you don't have to think of it. Originally, he said, oh, that guy was disgusting. How could he do that? Fine. Stop. Think. Did he do it completely on his own, or did Hashem want him to do it? Hashem wanted him. Now, the next thing you're thinking of, once you think about that, you don't have to start thinking about how bad he is anymore. Now, why would Hashem do this? So you need to know whenever any bad meter is aroused inside of a person, you should know at this very moment, Hashem is preparing to send in the biggest lights of holiness. He's sending it in, but your klipos, your shells are blocking it. And sending it to the other place. So when you feel you're being tested, don't despair and say, I can't overcome it. The opposite. 
if you, you have the test and you say, now I know I'm getting the good light and I got to hold on tight because then I'm going to go older and higher and higher. So here's an example, he says. When Hashem is sent, when Hashem is sending you a light, he's sending you, for whatever reason, he decides now I'm sending you the light of Gvura, control. That's a beautiful light. And that has the power to have Yerah Shemaim. You could have a feeling of Hashem sending the light right to you. And that's a tremendous flow. Ah, but if you have some bad meatos, the Klipos try to steal it away. And they now wrap it up in the concealment. And what does it do? The concealment of we're put in the wrong place. Somebody insults you. And now you're going to get the anger is coming out instead of the control. So here's the trick. You got to realize two things. It's three things now. Number one, it's not him. It's Hashem. Number two, Hashem is not only testing you, but that's true, but a test at the other, you say, I'd rather him not test me. Can I just not have to take the test today? No. The point is Hashem is testing because he wants to give you a present. He wants to give you higher levels of holy gvura. But since you are very much into negativity, and you're not so in touch with Hashem, your klipos, your bad minos, are concealing it. So if you're a wise person, you know that the evil really has no power in and of itself, and really it's just stealing a holy spark that's coming to you. So let's just throw off the garment of anger. Don't be, don't fall into the world of externals and the way you feel but take the light for himself, for itself. And therefore, if you get feelings of anger, immediately flip them around and flip it to feelings of what? Fear. At that moment, we say, there's Hashem in this world and he is, it's not going to be good if I fail this one. I know he wants to give me a great gift, it's like, can you imagine on Hanukkah, you go to your grandchild and say, here's the gift. And the grandchild says, Phew, I don't want your gift. Take it back. How ungrateful. You know, you give a little kid, a three-year-old, a check for $1,000 and he thinks it's just a dirty piece of paper. So you got to realize Hashem's giving me a gift and that will sweeten it all because every anger is from the light of Gvura, and that Gvura can give us a feeling of Yerushalayim. And now, when I overcome that, and the Yerushalayim comes, now I get the light that was coming to me to begin with. So every situation that's not going your way, that's in every meter. It could be laziness. Same thing. You wake up with laziness. I don't want to get out of bed today. And you have a million and one good excuses. You don't feel so good. Like I'm not talking, God forbid, your life's in danger. If the doctors say you have to wait a few minutes before you get up because your heart can... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about good old-fashioned laziness. 
So you got to say, Hashem is sending me an energy. I have to flip it around. Okay. And if a person will remember this, it's so easy to stand up to the test. Because when you know it's a test, it's easier to do this. You know, you're being told a gift is being sent to you. Please sign for it. How do I sign for it? Use the proper way of receiving the gift. Okay? And that's what it says in Koelis. Remove the anger from your heart. And remove evil from your flesh. So whenever you're getting angry. Now this happens often. Especially on Arab Shabbos. Okay? You know Hashem wants to send you good stuff. Always that this is good stuff. And when they send you good stuff, you don't want to lose it. So my role is, okay, How? what's the opposite of anger? Fear of Hashem. Fear of Hashem. So I'm going to fear Hashem. The number one, he doesn't want me to get angry. Number two, I want to show how powerful I am, that I can control my anger. And now I'm going to get this light. Now, of course, you think, oh, you passed it once. I won't have to deal with it again. You have to deal with it a million times because that could be your avoda. That could be your avoda. You know what that means? Because you're capable of having a lot of years, Hashem. Okay, you overcame it once. You got a little dose, a little shot of years, Hashem. But it's only a little. You need more. <laughs> so you're going to have to have more situations. And guess what? It's going to be harder angers to control. It's going to be more chutzpah to get you more upset. And that means you need to have more years, Shemai. Okay, that is number one. Kas blows all, all of that feeling of fear of Hashem, all their feelings of doing what Hashem wants. When you get angry, you don't care what Hashem wants. You just want to be relieved. You want to show I'm somebody. So that's number one. Stay away at all costs from anger. And because not only that, you're going to lose whatever you've gained. Not only Hashem wanted to send you more, you're going to not get the more and you're going to lose what you have. So you got to say to yourself, do I want that person, even though he doesn't realize that, to have me lose more than my control, I'm losing my spiritual gains? Is it worth it to waste all my efforts on that schmo? Did I have to show that I'm right? I have to be the winner? I have to be angry? Why would I waste it on that guy? It's like he's stealing it from me. So you got to realize it's not him. It's Hashem is sending him. And that's it. I know when you told the guy, and this is the 10th time he's doing it to you. Well, first of all, it could be maybe you failed a number of times before. But even if you have passed it, it just keeps coming again and again because Hashem is sending you more and more and more. If you know it's a test, right? You know the famous story? I can't remember the... Uh, the exact details of the story. But uh, one of the, uh, there was once an Israeli soldier, he's on guard or whatever, he gets captured by the Arabs. And the Arabs now uh, start asking him to give information. He's not giving information. And they, they hit him. They give him a good zets. Hurts. Hit him. He said, you better get us the information because this is just a sample of what we can do to torture you. You better give us the information. Okay. Then, for some reason, as he's sitting in his cell, 
at this, he overhears the Arabs and they're talking Hebrew. And there, and he says, you know, these aren't Arabs. These have to be Jews. And now he realizes that this is part of the training that they capture you thinking it's an Arab to see if you will spill the beans. So now once he knew that, the next day they come with a real tough routine, like momish. He's like relaxed. And we're gonna really, we're gonna cut your fingers off and they take the knife and they come right to the finger and they and He doesn't even flinch. And they're impressed. He's a guy for the Shin Bet. <laughs> okay, so what's the story? If you know it's a test, it's easy. That's all. If you know it's a test, it's easy. So that's number one. Number two aspect they have to be careful is Kedusha. So, so yes? So, so in this position, he, he knew that it is going to come. So how is he, has, he, how, how, has he passed the test? In the real situation, will he pass the test? Person. There? Why not? I don't care. That's just a story. No, just, just relating I, I, to the. I, but but the whole point is Hashem wants you to know it's a test. How many people don't know it's a test? How many people get angry? Do you know people get angry? Why don't they say it's just a test? It's concealed. It's a concealed test. You get carried away in the moment. You don't stop and think. Oh, you have to stop. Once you stop and think, you can laugh. You can laugh. Somebody's making you crazy, you start laughing. And they say, what are you laughing about? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I laughing about? This is the greatest thing in the world. You know how much I'm gaining by you trying to get me upset? What do you mean? I'm becoming a stronger Jew. God's giving me more light. That takes away the fun of the guy trying to upset you. What do you mean? I'm not going to be that good. I'll stop bothering you so you won't get any better. Right? But that, that's, that's number one. Number two is Kedusha. Sanctity. What? It's like the wife. I'm not going to be his kapara. That's right. That's sort of right. same thing. So that's what you got to realize in your own personal life, people do things that upset you. So just laugh. You don't have to get angry. Just don't get angry. You you can respond, but not with anger. And say, I understand that you hurt my feelings. I, I just not, you know, I wish you would stop. You're hurting my feelings. That's fine. Well, I don't care about your feelings. Okay. Well, maybe you should have a discussion with God. But I'm okay. I'm not upset. You're not going to get me. Whatever you try, you're not going to get me angry. I will not get angry. Okay. Now, Kedusha, sanctity of the body from any tuma, which includes, but not restricted to. You have to guard your eyes from seeing things that a Jewish person is not allowed to see. We have to act in holy ways. We have to guard our thoughts. We don't eat like pigs. Okay. And then if you're on a level to get used to going to the mikvah and having holy thoughts. What is it? Because depending on the holiness and the purity of the body, so too can the divine light rest on the person. Because a king will not reside in a pigsty. The king is coming to your house for a visit and it looks disgusting. I ain't not going in this place. Every higher level that you achieve, 
That's very important in Hashem's eyes. It'll bring the Shechina. So you got to imagine, you want to get close to Hashem? What are you doing with a filthy house? What's a filthy house? Your eyes are seeing things you shouldn't see. Your mouth is saying things you shouldn't see. Your mouth is eating things it shouldn't be eating. You're thinking about things you may be thinking. Hashem says, that I'm not welcome here. Hashem's not going to bring it in. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's not easy, but the best way, stay away from certain things to begin with, and then you don't got to worry about it. You know, over the eight days of Hanukkah, there's some people who said, we're not going to uh, watch certain things for eight days and to limit it to an extreme way. But if the if the body that's nefesh, if the nefesh is like is like is has is full of lusts, the holy energy has got no place to go. And number three is sadness and depression. As the Gemara Psachim says, the Shechina does not dwell in a place of laziness, in a place of sadness, in a place of frivolity, in a place of lightheadedness and not a place of unnecessary chatter, but it only rests in a place of simcha shel mitzvah. And they bring a pasuk in Malachim where it says you should take the musical instrument and when the musical instrument plays, the Navi has prophecy. In other words, when you're engaged in mitzvahs and doing the right things, and Hashem is close to you. If you're sad and depressed, why are you sad and depressed? What's the root of depression? The root of depression is, what is it? Like arrogance. Arrogance, because you feel life should be better for you. So why are you depressed? You're depressed on things that haven't come the way you want them to. I mean, it's also er- anger also comes with that. But arrogance, who, who are you to think... And you think you're, you think you, arrogance also because you think you're so great. Don't you know it all comes from Hashem? What do you have to be arrogant about? Hashem gave it all to you. You're successful. Great. How are you successful? Hashem gave it to you. You should be humble. You can, you can recognize your t- t- strengths. Nothing wrong with recognizing it, but don't be arrogant about it. And then if you think, well, or you think you make things happen. So if things don't happen, then you get depressed. You should realize, I don't make anything happen. Hashem does. If Hashem doesn't want it to happen, Hashem decided it's not going to happen. If Hashem makes my project fail, Hashem made my project fail. He loves me the same way. I'm, I'm the same good person I was. And there's nothing to be depressed about. Those are the three things. And this can happen in, in a moment. At the weirdest times, you can come and just be depressed. You just look at your life and say, ah, what a loser. You know, you know, you don't think rabbi has these tests? Rabbi comes to shul, there's nobody in shul. The answer says, ah, see, nobody comes to shul. What kind of rabbi? Ah, that can make you depressed the whole down. You have to say, it's not up to me, Hashem. You decide what's going to be it. It's, it's, not, it's not me. Right? It's all for you, Hashem. I feel sorry for you, Hashem, that not that many people are in shul. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for the Shechina. But I, I, I'm not depressed. So those are the three key things to not have us lose these uh, mitos. So we got to be involved in the positive in all these areas. But these three especially, we have to work on to not lose these great levels. Okay. Shkoyach, everybody. Thank you.